Welcome in to episode two of the Elite Two. I am Jake Morocco, the co-host of the show, along with the star, the, I believe, I could be wrong here, the one true host of Small State Big Takes. Is that correct? Oh, you are not wrong. You are 100% correct. Okay. The it's, only true host. That's right. The one and only. It's Steve Scott, everybody. Steve Scott, how are you doing? Doing good, man. How you doing? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. It was nice to relive a little bit of Generation 2 because we were talking off air about this before we recorded and... You and I both love Generation 2. Really, it's a toss-up between 2 and 3 as far as your favorites, you were saying. And I think I think Generation 3 is probably my favorite. I also have a soft spot for Generation 4, but I do love Generation 2 as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so, gold, obviously, Generation 2 is Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Uh, the third version being Crystal, the one that was a little bit different than the other two. I think, actually, like we discussed in the first episode, the first game I ever played for Pokemon, I think, was Crystal. And I remember trying to catch Suicune, just an absolute bitch to try to catch every time. Guy was running around it. Well, not guy. It's like it's like neutral or it's uh, I don't think it has a gender in the game. Uh, but it's just like always running around. You can't catch it. You have to like find it. And that was I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit. But that was one of the things I kind of hated about these games was like you had to chase all these legendary dogs around in order to catch them. And that's just like some bullshit because they would run away immediately. It, I, I hated that part. But. Before we dive into the actual nitty gritty of it, what are some of your fond memories of Generation Two? Gen Gen Two, my, my fond memories. I remember when uh, the second season came out, and uh, I don't remember the first episode, but I remember when Brock was replaced with Terry. Oh, I Terry had a Lapras. Remember that? I don't remember Te- Terry's kind of like uh, Joe from Blue's Clues. Like I remember Steve from Blue's Clues, but Joe, I don't really have fond memories of. But, you know, I don't remember. <laughs> Terry sounds like the worst, like, follow-up replacement. Although I will say, Pokemon, Pokemon Johto had a badass theme song. It wasn't as good as the original, but the Pokemon Johto theme song bangs. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I, that's, uh, oh, my God. The, the theme song, best follow-up theme song ever. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's very, it's, it's like, it's the first one, the original one was, like, hard rock, and this one was just, like, so poppy. But it was great. Oh, yeah. It was also like, you know, it's a whole new world to live in, whole new world to see. Like, it really was on the nose, but it was great. I loved it. Whole new world with a brand new attitude. Oh, it was so, it was so upbeat and catchy and it was great. I mean, I don't know. I I think, I don't know if Johto was on Netflix. I know Indigo League, the original one's on Netflix, but uh, I do, I haven't seen Johto in a long time, but I I think I do want to catch up on it. Uh, But yeah, so that's that. I don't remember Terry, though. I got to say, I don't remember him. Do you remember what he looks like? No, I'm going to look it up, though. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, yeah. Terry was in uh, Pokemon, the movie uh, with with the legendary birds, I think. Let's see. Pokemon Terry. Oh, I kind of remember this. I, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, Terry's a woman? No, it's a guy. That's a guy. Okay, that's what I thought. Terry. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember this guy. Okay, yeah, 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 I got you, yeah. Oh, I mean, Lapras is badass, what can I tell you? Gotta love Lapras. But anyway, no, I don't remember, I don't remember Terry, but I do, it does, does jog my mind a little bit. I just fucking, I just Googled Pokemon Terry, and I'm not seeing him right away. Oh, so maybe that's not the guy you're talking about then. I hope that was his name, what's wrong with me? Let's, let's, let's find out, we can look up Pokemon Johto. Pokemon... I got Pokemon Johto. This is thrilling radio. Oh my god. The Pokemon Seek and Find Johto book. I think I owned that. I got it at Scholastic Book Fair. Oh yeah, I remember that. No, those were the shit. I loved Scholastic Book Fair. Okay, this is the manga. I don't need the manga. I need the TV show. Oh my god, this is so much harder to find than I thought it would be. 
It's got. It's like a labyrinth. Oh my god, this is tough. All right. Well, I can't believe. His name better be Terry or more. My brain is just completely fried. Well, either way, uh, Brock was recast. Tracy. I'm not, it was Tracy. Tracy. Okay, close enough. That's close enough. Yeah. Um, but no, I don't remember Tracy or Terry. Really, anybody? I mean, because I only really remember Ash from the second one. Was Misty still in Jodo, or did she leave too? Yeah, Misty was still there. Okay, so Misty's contract got renewed. <laughs> so did Ash's, and then Brock just decided to go for greener pastures, I guess. Didn't he leave to go be a breeder? Isn't that what he wanted to do? Yeah. Yeah. He ended up coming back, too. Like, he wasn't gone forever. He, I forgot what point he came back, but he did come back. Oh, Brock. He had to make that cameo appearance. Had to come back. Oh, yeah, always. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, in I don't remember. I, I do remember the show quite a bit, but the game... Obviously, the big thing that stands out about it was it's in color, which is not... I mean, the first ones were either in red, blue, or yellow, but mm-hmm. it's in full color. And there are more additions to it. Team Rocket is back, and we'll kind of dive more into the the actual gameplay part of it later. But as a kid, it was always really fun to play because, again, it was in full color, and there was day and night, and it was just a more expansive game, and it took up more of your time. And it, it was just... Plain and simple, more fun. At least that's what I thought. Absolutely, I think it was. It was. Uh, yeah, the, the day night cycle was a game changer. Uh, the phone having. The, mm. remember, remember the character had a phone. The Poke Gear. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Poke Gear. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you like it was always cool, like battling someone, getting their number, and then like later in the game they call you, and then you show up, and there'd be like their Pokemon would be a lot stronger. Yeah. And you still like crush them. Like it's, it'd be like a level like forty Raticate now, and you just fucking lay them out. Oh yeah, level seventy, whatever. Yeah, and that <laughs> and, it, and it sucked because I as it was it was fun every, it was fun occasionally, but there was one character I actually went another on another podcast. They it was called Your Parents Basement. I think they actually just ran their last episode, but my episode was about gold and silver, and I played the game. I played the, the they ported gold and silver for the DS a few years ago, so I was replaying it. And I got about like three quarters of the way through, and I ran out of time before the podcast. And by that point, Wade the Bug Catcher, I shit you not, called me fifteen times. He called me no fi- fifteen times. And every Where time it was, the, every time I, I think he's one of the first trainers you battle. Like it's the first phone number you get, and he calls nonstop, nonstop. He, he missed you. Yeah, it's ridiculous though. He calls nonstop. It's like he's always talking about his Caterpie and how it got so much bigger. And I guarantee you, if I go back there, it's like a level six instead of a level right. three. That's all that all that happened. And it was mating. Oh yeah, very very clingy. If I could have deleted his number or blocked it, I would have. But I don't think that feature existed yet, unfortunately. But <laughs> cool yeah, cops on him, actually. I re- I really should have gotten a restraining order in <laughs> in Pokemon itself. See if yeah. I could have gone. I mean, where's Officer Jenny when you need her? Honestly, right? Like she could have enforced it. Um, Messing around with Chansey somewhere. That's true. Must have been hanging out with Chansey somewhere. Um, all right. So obviously, as we begin every episode after our initial memories, we got to talk about the starter Pokemon, and it's the same as it is in every game: fire, grass, and water. The three starters: Chikorita is the grass type, Cyndaquil is the fire type, and Totodile is the water type. And yet again, Steve, I am not breaking form. I'm going with the water type. I always go with Totodile. I've always loved Totodile. Even though Totodile has one of the weirdest evolutionary levels in uh, or evolutionary stages process in the game, it evolves to Croconaw at level 18, and then it evolves to Feraligator at like level 30 or something like that. So it's weird. It's not like everything else, which goes 16 and 36. 
But I've always liked Totodile. I think it has a good move set when it gets to Feraligator. It can learn, like I said in the first game, ice moves, and that's very important because you face not only a dragon gym leader, but a dragon champion. So very important to have the ice moves in this game. And not to mention Chikorita, the first couple of gyms, you have flying and bug type, and that's neither of those are conducive with Chikorita to beating them. So I guess Cyndaquil's a good a good pick on that, but fire can get a little dicey as you go down the line. There's steel and ice as gym as gym leaders too, but if I had to rank them, I'd probably say Totodile's the best, Cyndaquil second best, Chikorita the the least uh, helpful, and just just like Generation One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have the same list. The, sa- uh, the same. I've always a hard Totodile. Always, mm-hmm. always. I, I replayed that game. I, I, I actually confession time. I actually never completed Crystal, and that was my wow. goal in my life. <clears throat> and I still haven't done it. I had a level eighty for Alligator, uh, and I got to like the, the I think I got to the seventh gym, and that's as far as I got. But it was my favorite game. I played the hell out of it. But uh, oh, I actually restarted it a couple times, and I tried it. I tried the game. Uh, this is like my younger self. I tried mm-hmm. the game with all three starters, and uh, I always would have preferred a Totodile. I love for alligator so much. I like the Cyndaquil. Second, he evolves into Typhlosion. Mm. What's what's his what's his middle? Uh, uh Quilaba. Uh, yeah. yeah, whatever. Quilaba's That's right. weird. Quilaba's fine, but Typhlosion is badass. Yeah, Typhlosion's a sicko. Typhlosion is awesome. I mean, that's. I mean, if it wasn't for the giant uh, bipedal alligator that is for alligator, I think Typhlosion would be the best one. But Hell yeah. I mean. Meganium is fine, but once you learn an ice move, it's it's over, as they say. It's just it's it's donezo. You don't have to worry about it. Um, Meganium. Yeah. Who, who do you think's better, Meganium or uh, Venusaur? Oh, Meganium, definitely. Yeah. Venusaur is still the weakest starter so far. Ever. And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, preview of Generation Three that is not going to change because uh, spoiler: all three Generation Three starters are fucking awesome. I agree. Uh, but we'll get to that next week. Um. So that's that's pretty cut and dry. Uh, so let's get let's talk to the gym leaders. Let's talk gym leaders here. So there's eight of them as usual. You have Faulkner, the flying type, Bugsy, Shocker, the bug type, Whitney, a normal type gym leader, Morty, the ghost gym leader, Chuck, the fighting gym leader, Jasmine, who is steel type, Price, who is ice, and Claire, who is a dragon type gym leader. So this might sound weird, but every time I play this game. I, I shit you not. Every time I play it, the one I struggle with the most is Whitney, because that godforsaken mill tank. Every time, it oh, does. The mill tank. It does. Ooh. It has the same thing. It does the. It does attract. It does roll out, and it does milk drink. So it's always replenishing, and you can't hit it every time because it it is um was infatuated with the mill tank. Your Pokemon. Right. So unless you somehow train a Pokemon of the same gender, then maybe. You can do that, but that's a lot of work. So it's I've always I always struggle with Whitney. She's always really hard to beat, uh, unless you completely OP your starter Pokemon and make it a lot easier on yourself. Um, since I never started with Chikorita, I never really struggled with Faulkner or Bugsy. Um, Morty wasn't really that hard. Chuck, not really. Jasmine and Price, and I guess Price might be a little hard unless you know a fighting move, but. Once you get to the dragon type, you're well into the area of learning an ice move, so I don't think it's going to be that much of a problem. So I think, for me, Whitney was the one I always struggled the most with. 
Yeah, Whitney was tough. The one that I had a problem with, I, I, you're right about the mill tank. And that whole town was like a mill tank town of like, mm. you, you like fight any mill tank. Uh, right, like you fight another, another train of that. The, I think tank, right somewhere. I'm. I don't know if that. I think I know. Later in the game, you go to the mill tank farm, and there's like sick mill tank, and you have to like f- like give it yeah. give it berries to like nurse it back to health, which is some weird shit. But uh, yeah, there you do you do mad, battle a couple of the mill tanks, but Whitney is definitely. I think she's the first one, and she's maybe the hardest one because that thing oh, just refuses to die. That, that rollout is like the most unfair move in in sports history. <laughs> devastating. <laughs> It's just devastating. It starts getting tougher and tougher. It's like the it's like Tyson's hook. Just every, yeah. it's, it gets you every time. Every, every time um, that you know jab, that you that jab every time you know it's coming, but it's gonna get you. It's you can't you, out. you can't avoid it. Um, yeah, I mean, I I really don't. I mean, the gym leaders aren't really that inspiring to me. Um, again, I with, did have trouble with uh, the the ice one. Yeah, price. I think I stopped right before price. That was the last one I got to before I stopped playing that round. And yeah, from what I remember, Price is, is maybe the second most difficult one. I don't really remember what his Pokemon were, but yeah, he is. I did I did this time around. I learned, Steve. I wrote down the entire lineup for every member of the Elite Four and the champion. Oh, so let's go. don't worry. We'll, we'll run through that in a second. Actually, right now, because we pretty much went through the gym leaders. And I think uh-huh. all of them were pretty easy except for uh, Whitney and then Price, who, who definitely gave you some fits. But uh the worst, who was simply the worst in terms of not who's the hardest, but who just sucked ass. Uh, I would probably say both, you know, get Bugsy was, I get Bugsy out of my face. Bugsy was so stupid. The name is stupid. The pun is stupid. I'm all set with Bugsy. I'm all, uh, get it out of my face. Get him out of my uh, face. That's all I got to say. Throw him out. Get him the hell out of here. All right. So the Elite Four, I mean, the namesake of our podcast, Steve, how can we not talk about the Elite Four? Right. So the first one, you start off with Will. He's a psychic type trainer. He has two Zaytus. He has an Executor, a Slowbro, and a Jinx. That's a pretty good lineup. That's pretty yeah. strong. That's pretty. That's and, pretty tough. You know, if you have, um, you know, if you have a Feraligator, you have the Ice moves that can take out a Zaytu and Executor. I think you have Crunch too, which is Dark type, so that'd be pretty easy to get to dispatch them. Uh, I don't remember ever struggling with Will all that much. I think I struggle when I get farther down the line. But, you know, the first member of the Elite Four really isn't that tough ever. Except maybe Gen 3, I think the first Elite Four member, Lorelai, she's, she was pretty tough. But, again, yeah. we can get to that next time. Gen 3 will be a long episode, I think, because Gen I 3 so. is our favorite one. Uh, and we have great news, Steve. Guess who graduated the Elite Four? Who's this? It was Koga. Koga's in the Elite Four now. Oh, my God, that's right. That's right. The gym leader uh, from Fuchsia City is now in the Elite Four. And he has an Ariados, a Crobat, a Venomoth, of course, a Muck, of course, and a Fortress, which is kind of weird because I don't think a Fortress is even a poison type. That's a poison type, really? I don't think so. I think it's a bug type. I know it's a bug. I think it's bug and steel. I think that's its combination. So this what is, is... What, what was it? a Fortress trying to be? It's not like a shelter. No, a Fortress is the one that evolves from Pineco. Right. Now, this is one where having Typhlosion will benefit you because Ariados, Venomoth, and Fortress are both weak to fire. Mm-hmm. And I guess Crobat, I mean, Crobat and Muck are the hardest ones to take out. Crobat is, would not, I'm a spoiler, would not make my, my essential six Pokemon lineup, but I do like Crobat. And Crobat was one of those first Pokemon that had that evolves in like a special way. I think it's, I think that one is friendship. I think you have to evolve it that way. 
Which is that what it was? I believe so. Which in the earlier generations, leveling up Pokemon that you are battling with is a bitch. The experience share is not easy to use because you have to use it on one Pokemon every time, right. which I could not stand. And you have to like catch certain Pokemon, to catch a certain amount to earn it, which sucked. But I do like Crobat generally. I think it's it's a very strong Pokemon. It's just an absolute bitch to get it. I love I, I love Crobat. I had him in uh, Gen three. Mm-hmm. I never knew how I got him. I just knew I yeah. suddenly had him one time. That is interesting. I don't know. It's, it's the weirdest mystery in my life. I still don't know how I got a Crobat. There's Crobat via trade. Now I can't remember. I might have to look it up. Um, and then we have a holdover from Generation One. Bruno is still on the Elite Four. Whoa! Still with his fighting Pokemon, except this time he has an Onix, a Machamp, and all three members of the Hitmon family. He has Hitmon Top, Hitmon Lee, and Hitmon Chan. Um, Steve, how would you rank the three Hitmons? All right, this is a personal thing. So I okay. Hitmon Lee for a long time was my consensus favorite Pokemon. I don't know what wow. it was about Hit. Yeah, I know. I, it's changed since, but uh, yeah. So I go Hitmon Lee, and then I'm going. I'm going with my boy Hitmonchan. Okay. Hitmon top number three. You know what? You? I'm going to flip it on its head. I am the total opposite of that. I Hitmon top is my favorite one. I've always liked Whoa. Hit. I like Hitmon top a lot, and it uh, might just be the chase of having to make sure the stats are even to get one. Uh, uh-huh. I but before that, I mean, we discussed this generation one. Hitmonchan was always my favorite, as opposed to Hitmon Lee. I think it was because Hitmonchan's. I I messed it up the first time. Too. I think its defense is higher, while Hitmon Lee's attack is higher. Right. Uh, but I like having the, and I also like having, I know they both have the ice thunder and fire kick and punch, but I always like right. the punch better. Even though Hitmonlee learning high jump kick is a really, really strong move. Maybe that's, that gives it the slight edge, but I still like Hitmonchan more. That's just a personal opinion. Like you said, it's personal. Do you opinion. think, do you think Hitmonlee could, could swing at you though? Like you think if you piss him off enough, he'd give you a fucking jab. You know what? I will say, I, I will say this. There's a better chance of that happening than the opposite for Hitmonchan because if you take a look at Hitmonchan's legs, he has skipped every leg day that oh, has ever every, happened. Yeah. He's every a leg day. Skinny twig. Oh yeah, but he I mean, he'll get you with a jab. Don't get me wrong. Oh he'll, yeah, he'll give you a little little side step, pop pop two combination one. Oh two. yeah. But you I mean if you get into a kicking match, I mean you're gonna you're gonna destroy him because those legs just toothpicks. Toothpicks. Never you push a hitmon Lee in the club mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, get off me. <laughs> Was he? Is he meowth? He has. He he speaks English. Yeah, he speaks English. Yeah, he's like. He's uh, all right. So yeah, he seems like a cool guy. All right, all right. What's next? Hitmonlee does seem like a cool guy, but the fact that it doesn't really have a mouth kind of freaks me out. It's just like eyes in a shell. You're but you know what? You know what? Maybe those are barriers I need to overcome. I need to see Hitmonlee for what it truly is. Maybe that's How just me. That you you got. Ooh, mm, I don't think that's unprecedented in nature. Could be how it happens. I don't know. You know. You know what? We'll look that one up, and we'll get back to you in Generation Three. Maybe I don't know. Uh, if I remember to look it up, I will. The last member of the Elite Four is Karen, and she is a Dark type, which is one of the two new types introduced in Generation Two between Dark and Steel. Uh, so Karen's Pokemon are Umbreon, Vileplume, Murkrow, Gengar, and Houndoom. Now again. Vileplume in the same vein as Fortress being on Koga's team. I don't really get why Vileplume is on the dark team because it's not a dark type. It's a grass and poison type. Yeah, kind of strange there. Really weird. But again, with the introduction of a new type, there aren't a ton of dark types available. But you could have had like two Houndooms or two Umbreon. Speaking of Umbreon, incredibly hard Pokemon to beat. 
because its special yeah. defense is so high. Uh, it's got a real high special defense. I love Umbreon. Umbreon looks so cool. Oh, Umbreon looks badass. And we should every generation, because they, they introduce new EVs pretty much every generation. And I don't... Did we... Yeah, we, we ranked our, our evolutions in the first generation, right? Between Flareon, Vaporeon, and Jolteon. Uh, yes, we, we yeah. said which one we liked. I think, yeah, because I think I'm still Vaporeon, Jolteon, and Flareon is the last one. I don't think Flareon was ever very strong, so I'm all set with that. Um, yeah, Flareon's kind of lame. I, yeah. I don't know. I, what, I think I said Jolteon. Yeah, I think you were Jolteon, Vaporeon, and Flareon. I think Umbreon is my favorite of the five. Oh, yeah. And I think Espeon might be second, honestly, because the Espeon's also very strong and, and very cool. And it's cool how they incorporate that the, the clock into it, where if you evolve it with max friendship in the daytime, it's Espeon. But if it's a nighttime, it's Umbreon. So that's really cool. You have to, like, be strategic about it, depending on which I one you want. That. Yeah, that's how they evolve. Yep. It's pretty no cool. Shit. I think it's it's different. It might be different as the games go on, but that's the initial evolutionary stages for them. Uh, and then the champion uh, is Lance who was also on the Elite Four previously, but he has won, and he is now the champion. And his lineup is stacked. He's got Charizard, Aerodactyl, Gyarados, and not one, not two, but three Dragonites. Unbelievable. Three of them. Now, this is where, it gets, this is where it gets real hard if you chose Chikorita to start the game, because Gyarados is a flying type as well, which negates the grass advantage over water. Dragonite is resistant to grass. Aerodactyl, while it's also rock, is flying, which negates the super effectiveness. And Charizard is both flying and fire, so you're screwed with all of these things. So if you somehow chose Chikorita and beat Lance in the Elite Four, either you trained a really good team or that Meganium is like a level 100 because I don't see how the fuck you accomplish that. That's unreal. I I never realized that. It's a strong team. That's three Dragonites. Team. Imagine catching three ja- Dragonites. That would be. I mean, we talked about last episode how unheralded Dragonite is, and we Dragonite put some respect on Dragonite's name. You know what I mean? Dragonite was so strong and so effective, and Lance knew that because he had three of them on his team. But you still beat him because you became champion. Could you could you catch one? Could you could you catch a Dragon Dragonite? You could Dragonair? catch you could catch a Dragonair. It was very rare Where? that you could catch one. You Where? could not catch a Dragonite. I think you could catch it. Um. Okay, well, I, I was gonna say don't quote me on it, but I can just look it up. Yeah. That's that's easy enough. By the way, uh, Golbat evolves into Crobat when you have maximum friendship, which is interesting because I feel like Crobat just hates everybody. How'd you get? How do you get friendship? I forgot that shit. It's just like leveling it up and being having it in your party, and I don't know. I think friendship is a little a little bit of a weird uh, oh. statistic in, in Pokemon. So Dragonair can be found in the... Okay, well, this is obvious. The Dragon's Den. And you can catch it with a Super Rod, which is weird. Okay. Um, I did not know that. Apparently, you can also catch it with a Super Rod in the Savari Zone in yellow. I did not know that until now. But uh, on Route 45 and the Dragon's Den, you can find a Dragonair. But I believe I looked it up one time, and it's like a 1% uh, like success rate in finding yeah. one. So it's very hard, but Dratinis are more readily available, and yeah, you have to evolve them, but whatever. You'll, you'll get your Dragonite eventually. Lance did. And then a bonus, uh, once you defeat everything in the game, you get to go to the top of Mount Silver and battle Red. And Red's lineup is insane. 
Red's lineup, Steve, he has a level 73 Espeon, a level 75 Snorlax, a Blastoise, a Venusaur, and a Charizard that are all at level 77, and a Pikachu at level 81. Jesus Christ. And we'll probably discuss, we'll probably break Generation 4 into two and do Heart Gold and Soul Silver as a kind of like a mini episode because I can't, we can't fit all the commentary on that into the Generation 4 one. But it's e- it's even harder in the remakes. <laughs> the the levels are even higher in the remakes. I think they're all and I think they're all in the eighties in the remakes. Um, but that's that is that's fucking hard <laughs> beating all those. And I mean, by the time you get through Kanto again, it, you should be relatively strong. But at the same time, that's that's tough, man. Level eighty one Pikachu. That's especially if you're for alligator. That's where it really comes back to bite you. But by that by that point, you should be like a level ninety. That is, a, that is unreal. I actually, I, and I, I feel ashamed. I knew that that was, that was part of the game that you played red, red at the end. That's why I didn't get to that point in Crystal. Mm-hmm. No, it's, I mean it's 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 understandable because it's creepy because you go to the top of the tower and true to red because you don't actually talk in the first game. It doesn't. He doesn't talk. He's just like dot dot dot, and then you fight, and then he beats you beat him, and he just disappears. It's creepy. Really weird. I don't. I don't like it at all. Actually, it's very, very Whoa. creepy. Um, but hey, you end up being uh, the all-time champion, and you defeat Red, and you're the champion of everybody. But that leads us kind of on the, the back door to the what I think is the best part of Generation Two, and that is when you beat the champion, you discover that you pretty much get to play the entire first game all over again. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome because you get to go back through Kanto. Yes, it's, there's less gameplay, but you get to face all the gym leaders again, and they're wicked strong this time. Do you battle uh, other people like like you normally would, like, mm-hmm. like if you're playing red and blue and stuff like that? Yeah, not as many. Like you don't obviously you don't have the Team Rocket missions there, which extend the game out. But you get to battle other trainers and stuff. But yeah, you get to battle the straight up gym leaders again, and it is so much fun. Because they're all like level 50 and stuff And they're like wicked strong And there are two differences Obviously since Koga is in the Elite Four now His daughter has taken over the gym And uh, I think her name is Janine or something Where I have it written down over here Janine And then Blue from the first game Takes over as the gym leader in Viridian City Not Giovanni, he's gone I'm assuming in jail, who the hell knows But um, Again, not as expansive as the first game, obviously, but the fact you get to go through Kanto again is so cool. And I remember thinking, "Oh my god, when Generation Three comes out, are we gonna go get gonna get to go back to Johto?" And I was like, "Oh, we don't." And they've never done it ever again since, and I don't know why. That'd be so cool. Oh my god! Imagine if you get, like this last generation and went through yeah. everything all the way down. And you could go. I can't imagine that you get to play eight games at once. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they could charge a lot for that, but I would do it for sure. I'd pay it. Or, like, e- even if you just get to go back to Alola and, like, do that again. Right. Like, that would be cool. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to repeat, a, do a good thing twice. And, you know, I, I get it. Make it unique. But it's mad cool. I love it. I, dude, I got to say, I made a I made a goal. I made a plan for my life to beat Pokemon Crystal when I was, like, 11. And I still haven't done it. But I still, I have it on, uh, on my 3DS now. Or my 2DS. I have a 2DS, mm-hmm. the, uh, the flat one. Yeah, and uh, and I've been trying. I, actually, ha- I have uh, I have Pokemon Crystal. I mean, uh, Silver on that one, and uh, I'm moving. I'm moving through it, but um, I, I'm I have such a high goal to 
to do that to get through Kanto too. I wanted to do the whole thing. Let me tell you, to. you can uh, if you have a some spare change lying around on Amazon. There's a Pokemon crystal with a new save battery that'll run you about a hundred and ten bucks. No way! <laughs> if, you, if you got some spare change, yeah, so, yeah, just, go, just get around. Go throw it at that. Um, Actually, I have, I have yeah. my copy right in my room right now. Damn, that actually might be worth a pretty penny. I actually found I was going through some old stuff from my parents moved, and I was going through some stuff they gave me, and I found a a version of Pokemon Emerald, like an actual Game Boy cartridge of Pokemon yeah. Emerald. It's I got I like to try to play it again because it's such a great. I mean, we'll get into that next next week, but that's probably my favorite Pokemon game ever made, Pokemon Emerald. But um, a few other things from Generation Two um, additions: there are new types of Pokeballs. They've introduced introduced berries into the game. And also, baby Pokemon. You have Cleffa, Igglybuff, Togepi, Magby, Elekid, and Smoochum as the babies. And they do more of these as, as the games go on. Um, uh, Steve, of the... I almost called you Dave. <laughs> Steve, out of those six, who is your favorite? I can read them again if you want. Yeah, read them again. Cleffa, which is Clefairy's baby form. Or okay. baby, de-evolute, whatever. Uh, Igglybuff, which is Jigglypuff. Togepi, Togepi which is Togepi. Magby, which is Magmar, Elekid, which is Electabuzz, and Smoochum, which is Jinx. What about, uh, was Pichu in that? In, uh... Oh, I'm sorry, you are, you're right, Pichu is one of them. I'm so sorry, I forgot Pichu. Pichu, also, which is the Pikachu baby. I think, out of those, I, I did like Mag- Magby a lot. Mm. Originally. But I think I'd take a Pichu, because P- Pichu was like, oh shit, there's a baby P- a Pikachu now. Yeah, that so I was into Pichu. Pichu is good. I do like Pichu. Uh, I'm just going to look at the list and make sure I didn't mess any of this up. Uh, Togepi. Oh, oh, I did forget one. I forgot Tyrogue. Oh, man. Oh, oh Tyrogue might be the winner for me. I do love Tyrogue. Because Tyrogue can evolve into three different Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, what was... So, yeah, you had a big Tyrogue... So if the defense stat was higher than the attack stat when Tyro got to level 20, it evolved into Hitmonlee. If the attack was, I'm sorry, if attack was higher than defense, if defense was higher than attack, it was Hitmonchan. And if the attack and defense stats were equal, which was a bitch to do, Hitmonchan, uh, Hitmontop was the result when it evolved. So you can get three different ones. I, I'm going to say... Oh man, this is tough. I I'm gonna stick with Elekid. I like Elekid a lot because I like Electabuzz and Electivire as well, even though Electivire is generations down the line. Um, but Tyrogue is a close second for me because Tyrogue, again, the versatility and the fact it can become a you know you can evolve a million Hitmonchans or a million Hitmonlees or a million Hitmontops or a million of each or three Hitmonchans and four Hitmonlees and whatever. But it's it's a very versatile Pokemon, so. Uh, I agree with you that I think Igglybuff is the worst one. Yeah, Igglybuff sucks. That's just because Jig- Jigglypuff kind of sucks, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jigglypuff is a pointless knockoff of Clefairy and Clefable and all that. Right. It really, it's really, like but, I said last time, like a, like a dime store version of Clefairy, really. Yeah. I have a big take for you. Oh, I'm, I'm ready for big takes. As, a, as the true host of Small State, big takes here. Uh, I th- always thought Mm-hmm. You know, up until you know, I got older. That Hitmontop was also a baby Pokemon. Really? Yep. Interesting. I just always, I so it's it smaller than Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. It is smaller. So I yeah, like, I get that. No, that's understandable. I got that. That's all right. And, you know, we all have our 
misconceptions about Pokemon. I mean, I'm True. sure I had plenty of them. I, I probably had so many I just can't remember all of them at this <laughs> juncture, but I definitely had a lot of misconceptions about them for sure. Uh, quick note before we move on to the Legends. Uh, Quagsire did not make my team, but Quagsire I've always felt like is my spirit Pokemon because it's slow, lazy, but probably like super fun to chill out with. Oh, yeah. Quagsire would be like a cool friend Pokemon. Chill on the couch, watch some Netflix, and just chill. Oh, yeah. Quagsire is such low maintenance. Like, I bet oh, it's yeah. just like, like, let's just chill out. We'll have a drink or two, just hang around, watch some TV, pass out on the couch. That's the, that's, that is my Pokemon. That's hashtag my Pokemon right there. Yeah, hashtag, yeah. Hashtag like, Jake's Pokemon. Like, if you go. found me walking around the open world of Pokemon with a Pokemon next to my side, it'd be a Quagsire. No doubt about it. I like that. That's, that's no a good doubt. Take. No doubt. All right, Steve. Legends. Every generation has them. So, mm-hmm. Raikou, Entai, and Suicune are the three for this one. Um... Like I said earlier, my big take uh, to, to steal the, uh, the to steal the the mo of your podcast, Steve, uh, of which you are the one true host. I've heard, I've heard Preach. these things. Um, hate Raikou and Anti. First of all, they are so difficult to catch, and they really aren't even really worth it. To be honest with you, uh, like they have great moves and stuff, but among the legendaries, I think Raikou and Anti are kind of overrated. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, you know what? To build off of your take, I'm gonna make a big take right now. What makes any of these legendary dogs any different than Eevee evolutions of Jolteon, Vaporeon, and Flareon? That's a good question. Other than maybe better stats, they're not. They're definitely harder to get. And I would say I do like Suicune just because I've always been a big fan of water types. And yeah. Suicune is kind of more wrapped into the, like, Raikou, Raikou and Anti aren't on the covers of Gold and Silver. Suicune's on the cover of Crystal. So it's a little bit more lore to it, and I like Suicune better for that reason. Also, the water-type stuff is just better. But Raikou and Entai, like, you have to roam around and find them. And Such bullshit. They it, get find them, they run away from you really fast. They're not even cool like Latios and Latias in Generation 3. Like, they're just, okay, like, whatever, fine, just, yeah. sure, okay, whatever. Get the, And it's not like, like, Latios and Latias, like, I'm cool saving my Master Ball to waste on them. Either right. them or Rayquaza. Like, those are the ones I'm going to save the Master Ball for. Like, I'm not going to waste... I don't even want to waste Ultra Balls on Raikou and Entai because I've tried everything to keep those fucking dogs in the battlefield and they still find a way to escape. I've tried everything. I've done the mean look, which is not... You're supposed to not allow, be allowed to escape, but I guess since they're legends, they're allowed to escape and do whatever the fuck they want. Can't stand it. Not a fan. You know what pissed me off about them, too, is that you'd battle them and then, like, they'd... Like the uh, like, so you hit you hit them like once or twice, and then their their HP would go down. Then they'd run away. Then the next time you see them, yep. it would still be the same amount as it was. And then if you hit them too hard, they die. They'd yeah, die. and and it's not like last time. Not like with Mewtwo, where you can save it before you fight it. Right. Like this is kind of like oh, like I don't expect to run into it. Right. There like, it is. It's not like Your it's. Yeah, it's not like you're running after the sprite and you can save it before you battle it. Like okay, you run into into the wild. And yes, the music is different, but that's not going to help you save it. Like, you're still screwed if you beat the thing. So, never been a fan. But I'll tell you what I am a fan of. And that, oh, by the way, before we move on, we have we have what we call moves here. What the move is, if you're a Pokemon fan. The move here, Steve, 
Don't waste your time with Raikou or Anti. Don't waste I your like time. It. Don't waste your time. That's our move don't, right there. There's like you run away from them. You, yeah, that's the right. Starts, you run. That's right. Fuck. You don't don't give them the opportunity. Don't even give them the chance to run away yeah. from you. You run away from it's, them. It was my choice to run. Not your. Not even. Not even worth my time. Yeah. But I do like me some Lugia and Ho. Love them. Love them. So who is your favorite of the two? Lugia. I think I agree. I, yeah. I, Lugia, without a doubt. I love him in that movie. Mm. Love that he was like psychic. Yeah. He yeah. was so cool. He tried so fucking hard to keep the balance. I, mm, I feel did. like if I was a Pokemon and I had to be like a pick a legendary, I'd be Lugia because I'm always trying to keep the balance and it never fucking works. And I always remember. Remember when he goes? Remember when he fucking uh, he starts getting caught by the guy with the the like? The, remember that? Remember in the movie where the, there was like that uh, that guy in the sky, that plane thing, the helicopter thing. What movie was this? Uh Pokemon. Well, luckily we have the internet. The one with, with, the, with the birds. The one with the birds. Okay. Pokemon Lugia movie. Apparently people look at this up a lot. Uh, we have... Oh, this is Pokemon the movie 2000. That's right. That's right. Pokemon the movie 2000, which is probably the next Netflix remake they're going to do. Uh, wait, no, it is. That's, that's the one, right? Uh, I will tell you this, though, Steve. Not not great that it has sports a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what that means? The critics don't know what they're talking about. Well, not at all. It's a fantastic yeah, it's a, film. It's a fantastic film. Don't don't when, when he almost gets caught by that guy mm. and uh he and he like he like give, like he's just about to like die and he mm. goes I have failed and then he like goes rain to the ice. Really, goes, we oh, can all identify with that, can't we? Oh yeah, every time trying to keep our balance in life and thinking here and there that we have not done that. So uh, Lugia, we then, are all of you. Well, all of us are you. But hey, was Slow King? Was he mm. in this generation? Yes. That was, was when that movie too. you had to trade him with the King's Rock. Right. Which, again, assumes you have friends to do it with. <laughs> which I know, right? I didn't. So Slow King was never in my fucking lineup. Yeah, um, close. All right, Steven, like we do with every generation, we also have the have you ever seen one category. And in this one is Celebi. And the answer is no. I never saw a Celebi. You never saw a Celebi? Never saw Celebi, the green fairy of the forest. No, I never saw. Yeah, no, I don't think I did. Like, just, just in that little scene in the forest. Yeah, there's a scene in the forest. Let me just, let me see how you're actually supposed to catch or find a Celebi in the game. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, you can, right? Uh, e- I never saw one. Yeah, I think you were uh, like I think you were able to catch one at some point. Um. Celebi, it's the guardian of the Ilex Forest. That's right. Um, it is available. Let's see here. Game locations. Oh, it required the GS ball in Crystal, and it is a. Uh, I don't even know how you're supposed to obtain it, honestly. In the games, uh, I don't know. It's it seems like it's you, that's how you summon it is with the ball, and I think you're, it was an event item that you can only get back. Very far back in the day, so I'm not sure oh. how you're supposed to obtain a Celebi at all. Um, maybe I could, let's see if I can find how you're supposed to catch it in later generations, if you can at all. Game data. I have a question for you. Yeah. If you uh, if a Celebi and a Suicune showed up at your doorstep and you had one Master Ball, who are you throwing it at? Oh, you gotta throw it Celebi because Celebi yeah. is such is such a rare Pokemon to find. So rare. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm saying here that you literally cannot find Celebi anywhere. At all. So you're not finding Celebi. Best of luck to anybody. Damn. Um, 
Although it does have Pokedex descriptions for pretty much every single game, except doesn't have it doesn't have one for Generation Eight in uh, um, Sun and Moon, but it has one for Sword and Shield. So I guess if you're able to find it in Sword and Shield or, mm, or bring it, the, uh, bring DLCs. it over, bring it over to uh, Sword and Shield through your Pokemon Home. But anyway, um, all right, Steve. As we do end every episode, we're going to do most overrated Pokemon of the generation and the ideal lineup that you'd bring to the Elite Four or wherever, the six Pokemon lineup. So, most overrated. I got some for you. Are you ready for these smoking hot, smoking hot takes? Yes. Azumarill. Oh, good one. No way. Just get out of it. It's, it, it's a lot of work to get. and Not, not really a lot of work, but it's, it's just not effective. It, get it out of my face. It's bland. It's not quick. doesn't have a really big move set. I'm all set with Azumarill. Uh, Apom, not a fan. What's that one? I forgot. Apom was the one with uh, the the monkey with the hand tail. It's purple. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. Not. It's all flash. No. 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 This might now. This might be a hot take for you. You noun. The little letter ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are not good Pokemon at all. Like what? Oh, they they know one move. It's like hidden power. It doesn't do anything because they're not strong. And like all you do is you. Oh, okay, I want to collect the alphabet. What does it do? Uh, great. I wasted my time. Don't care. Um, Wobbuffet? Wobbuffet, very annoying. Hated Wobbuffet. Not only was Wobbuffet annoying in the anime, which it was, uh, but it's so much strategy. It can't learn any actual attack moves. You have to, like, game plan what the opponent's going to use against you. And sure, when counter or mirror coat is actually effective, it does a lot of damage. But it's just too much strategy. I'm not into it. Don't don't care. Not going to do it. Um, And then I got Dunsparce. Could do without it. That's, that that's the like sandworm thing. Like it was like a stinger on its tail. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that one. All set. Weird and then looking. maybe another hot take, but the last one I got here is Fortress, which is the bug steel pineco evolution. Not mm-hmm. not about it. Not about it. Too easy to beat. Not not don't like it. Not doing it. Get it out of my face. Uh do you have any, Steve? I do. I have Let's do it. one I, I did not like, mm-hmm. one that I thought was a weirdo that mm-hmm. I could never catch was a Sudowoodo. You know, that's a hot take because I never thought Sudowoodo was that bad. But you know that you mention it? It was always so – it was like a big part of the game to get by, but it wasn't very strong. No, but then it gave you like trouble to catch. Like, I couldn't catch yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, that's a good day. point. Very hard to catch even though it's like only like level 30. And it, that's the thing though. It's very easy to beat. So you have to like save it before you fight it and you can like very easily beat it. So yes. you want to catch it, you might be shit out of luck. So you got to really try to catch that Sudowoodo. How about a, uh, I also didn't like the, uh, what's it called there? Hold on, I, got, I wrote it down. Oh, I didn't like Wooper. Oh, Wooper, the, the Quagsire, uh, the, the first form of Quagsire? Yeah, the first yeah. form. And the only reason is because he was always around. Yeah. Like, Dude, he was, there was an, ab- away from an abundance of Whoopers. They were all over the place. You catch one to put in your Pokedex. You're not going to evolve it because Quagsire is as abundant later on. So you just catch a Wooper and then you're like, all right, like that's the, that is not to spoil things for later generations, but that is probably the best addition to later generations. You can see what Pokemon you're, you're going to run into. I like that because in the earlier games, all you're running into are fucking Whoopers and Rattatas and Pidgeys. And I just, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. I don't. How about a Pillow Swine? 
I was never in the, the swine up and pillow swine, the uh, ice guys. Mm, I do like mammo swine, but that's not this generation. Uh, I don't, yeah. Pillow swine, yeah, not, mm, yeah, I could do without. There were a lot of weaknesses on that one. A lot of weaknesses. I agree. Do, do you have a, a, a few favorites from this generation? I sure do, Steve. I sure do. Uh, and that is my my ideal lineup right here. Are you ready for it? I got okay. I got a fire team right here, which is ironic because there's no fire types on it. Uh, uh-huh. So my first off, gotta start with for alligator. That's a no brainer, right okay. there. For alligator, great move set, very strong. Um, this one might not be the necessarily strongest Pokemon, but I've always loved Ariados. First of all, the name is fantastic, and it's a badass looking spider. It can learn oh, some. Yeah. It can learn some cool moves too. It's a poison type as well. It can learn some some pretty devastating moves in that front. I think it's also kind of fast, but I can't remember. Um, Togetic also on my team because Togetic, deceivingly kind of strong, and I always like using Metronome because it could do anything. <laughs> I love that move because it could be any move you want. It could be like Fissure, and it could take out the opponent in one move, or it could be like something random like sand attack literally that's what it's supposed to be it's just a random move that's why i liked it so i got togetic on my team uh ampharos maybe one of the best pokemon in the game mm-hmm. love ampharos electric type and it's mega evolution down the line is fantastic as well but right now ampharos very strong electric type and it's got a cool line with a Mary flaffy ampharos line it's a cool evolution and yeah, Ampharos electric is sheep kind of thing. Yeah, it's 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 really it's I, I really enjoy involving up to an Ampharos. You don't really enjoy a lot of those evolutionary stages because it's a lot of work, but getting an Ampharos is like kind of gratifying, to be honest. Um like I mentioned Umbreon earlier. I love Umbreon because it's so hard to defeat. It's got a really high special defense stat, and it can have a it's a decent moveset. And this one might surprise you. It might. But the last member of my team is Porygon 2. Because I Porygon 2 can learn a lot of moves, and I always loved using it in like Generation 3 and Generation 4 because it was, it's just so, I think it was when I got my two DSs and I was able to trade back and forth and get Pokemon that you could get through via trade. So that's why I loved Porygon 2 because it had a really strong move set and, you know, I was able to trade and get to it. So I like Porygon 2 a lot and uh, yeah, I'm, it's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's my sixth Pokemon lineup for Alligator. Ariados, Togetic, Ampharos, Umbreon, and Porygon 2. What do you got, I Steve? Like what do you got? Right. No doubt, I'm starting off with a Feraligator. Always. Always my fave. Uh, Have to. Then, one Pokemon that I always find myself... I, I, actually, I, this is one of my favorite Pokemon, Pokemon of all time. Wow. I think I gra- kind of gravitate to, to Flying-type now that I look at it. There's a big Pidgeot guy. Mm-hmm. This generation... Big Zaytu guy. Ooh, love Zaytu. Loves. I love the. I love the noise he makes. Like dun dun. Yep. He, oh know? yeah. He's a weirdo. He's a weird Pokemon. Mm. And it actually, yeah. I like. I don't know. I don't know what I'd rather have. A Zaytu, a Zaytu or a Pidgeot. Uh, Pidgeot. Ooh. And I, even in the new generation, I have a Zaytu that I fucking started off at level like twenty when I caught him as a uh, Natu, uh, yeah. whatever. Mm. And now he's like level seventy in this game. Yeah. I think I would personally lean Zaytu just because Zaytu has the the wider move set, but Pidgeot might be a stronger defensive Pokemon. So that, right. that's definitely a worthwhile debate to have. Stronger flyer. Mm, oh, for sure. Like oh, that that wingspan. Get the hell out of here! Come on. Oh, massive. Not beating a Pidgeot massive. wingspan right there. Nah. All right. Uh, so we got Zaytu Tordal. Mm. Um. For a fire guy. Mm. 
thinking one of my favorite other ones that, and I also don't think this Pokemon gets enough credit mm. is Houndoom. I do like Houndoom. Houndoom I do like Houndoom. Badass. He's dark. He's uh, fire. He can bite. He can throw a flamethrower at you. He's a serious Pokemon, man. He's yeah. He doesn't fuck around. And there's always there's always like a, a like there's always the bird Pokemon every generation. There's the obviously the starters, but there's always like a dog Pokemon too. You notice that? Right, like a rogue dog. Like there's Growlithe. always like a yeah, like a Growlithe or a, a what's it, Poochyena or yeah. Poochyena or a uh, in the new generations. There's Yamper. Like there's there's always a dog or uh, there's always a new dog. And I'm fine with that. Love dogs. This is a very pro dog podcast. Don't get me wrong. Oh, dog life. Uh, gotta love dogs. It's uh, but yeah, a lot of strong dog Pokemon represent for sure. Hell yeah, and kind of and Houndoom kind of looks like my current dog, so I'm I'm into it. Your dog is great, Steve. Never met the dog, but it's a great dog. I've seen pictures. Fantastic <laughs> dog. He's a nice. He's Got a very nice. Dog. Fantastic dog. Uh, so Houndoom, I love the addition of the lineup. Let's go. Uh, now I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back to the early part of this podcast. Podcast. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with a fucking crowbat. I love it. I love it. I'm a Crobat guy. I, I, I had that Crobat. I'm not sure where the hell I got it from. Mm. But I, like, it must have been a friendship thing that I was tallying up somehow and I didn't even That's realize right. it. There you go. And I was into him. Crobat was cool. Crobat's great. Athletic looking Golbat. Crobat. Crobat is like, is like a svelte Golbat. Like right. Golbat was a, like a little bigger. And then whew, he, like, he slimmed down. He got into athletic shape. And he is very difficult to defeat. He's flying hard. Oh yeah, he's he's going all day. He's in the gym twenty four seven, getting ready, getting svelte, and he looks looks great. So a crowbat, <laughs> I love the addition to that lineup. Let's go. So that's number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Um, number five. Now this is not. I'm just telling you, like my favorite. These are my favorites right mm-hmm. now. These are all very good Pokemon, though. All right, number five. We've, I think we've discussed about him before. Is Heracross? I like it. I like that. I like that a lot. While Heracross is very weak to flying moves, Heracross has a very wide move set, so I like it. I'm always in favor of move set. Heracross is a great move set. You're right. I love them in the show also. Yes. Yeah, Heracross was pretty prominent in the show. He was early on. He's one of the first ones that Ash caught, I think, right? In the second generation? I think so. But I will say, though, for some reason, when you say I liked Heracross in the show, the first thing I thought about was Heracross mashing a home run. I don't remember this. No, 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 no. I thought the way you said that, I thought you meant MLB the show. Oh. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember Her- Heracross and MLB the show. Oh, it's all I can picture now is him oh. mashing a tater. Oh, but imagine, dude. He, I bet you he could. He probably got some good. For you? He's a fighting type. He's got to have some upper body strength. All right, tangent here. All right, if if you put a if you put a Pokemon on the, on the baseball diamond, who hits the farthest home run? This is gonna be this is gonna be a cop out, but it's gotta be Machamp, right? I was gonna say that Machamp. It's gotta be. All First day. of all, he can wrap all four arms around that baseball bat. And he's got yeah. incredible upper body strength. Like, you, first of all, you know he's on roids, but it doesn't matter. It, it's okay. okay. It's he's a Pokemon. It's fine. So he's wrapping all four arms around it, and he is just ripping just, taters out of the park every oh, okay. every at bat. He's going to finish the year with like 115 home runs. No doubt. Lock it in. But I love it. Yeah, Machamp. Maybe Machoke. Machoke might have a... He could. He's got more control. I'm thinking like the the, the, four, the forearms. Mm-hmm. Kind of a lot of... A lot of... To it's fair. That it's fair. Maybe Machoke then. Machoke does have kind of that, that built baseball player look anyway. Yeah, he looks like he can play like, like a... 
like oh, a yeah. Puig type right field. Oh like, yeah, he would just mash. Bomb that shit in. He'd be your. He'd be definitely be batting cleanup for you. Let's put it that way. He'd be. He'd be just slamming him out of the park. No doubt about it. I like it. I I like. I do. I think you've convinced me. I think Macho could be a better choice. Just the control aspect of it. But yeah. Don't get me wrong, Machamp. If you're listening, you're also very strong. Hey, so, uh, a second tangent about them mm. with the uh, with their um, their outfit. Mm. That is, is the underwear with a belt. Is that part of their their outfit or their body? Like, is it like a, a clothing piece or is that like their I body? I think it's part of their body. I think so. it's a very weird look. I'm not gonna lie. It's they evolve with, with a championship belt. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I think you're right. It's very strange. But it's yeah. Humanoid. It, yeah. No. It's very. It's definitely humanoid. That's for sure. And it's got like the the little like ridges on its head make it look like it has slick back hair too. Yeah, like cornrows. Yeah. Not, yeah. Either yeah, they're cornrows or like the like the greased back hair that yeah, like, greased back like that, a- yeah. Yeah, so, but you know what? Macho man, ripped. Just shredded. Just, put, just shredded. Just macho got there. Yeah. Eight, right just in, the Red Sox. Eight pack. Year. Total eight pack guy. No oh, doubt yeah. about it. <laughs> put, him in, put him in right field. <laughs> um, all right, who's the last member of your team? All right, last one. The last one. I have two down here that I, okay. that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And... But one I wouldn't t- one I wouldn't put in. If I could, if I could catch one, and if and if you, uh, however you acquire him, I'd like to have him. It would be Scizor. Mm, I do like Scizor. Is that your pick, or is that the the one left off the table? The one left off the table mm. is Fanfi, who evolves okay. into uh, Don Fan. Don Fan, yeah. Which I guess this is a better time than any. Don Fan's actually my HM mule, which is how we end every episode. We talk about our HM mule. Don fans my HM mule, not because he's he, – I think he can learn strength, rock smash, and he can learn surf too, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't know that. Wow. So that's a, that is a tour de force of a Pokemon right there. He can learn a lot of HMs. So if you need him, he's he's at the ready. But uh, Don fan I, – I like, I like Skeezor because that is a – it's a tough Pokemon to obtain because you have to like trade it with a metal coat. And again, this is assuming right. that at this age I have friends, so I have to do that. And – that there was that allure to Pokemon that you had to trade to get because it was always tougher, obviously. So I like Skizor was actually one one of my last cuts. I'm not gonna lie, one of my like top eight or top ten. Hell yeah, yeah. What love Skizor. What about Steelix? <sighs> Steelix around? He's all right. Steelix is okay, but if you you know you use like a special fire attack or a special water attack, it's it's easy to take Steelix down. The best thing about Steelix is its high defense stat. But mm. its special defense is pretty low, so I mean I've never if I if, let's put it this way I know where you're getting at if I have one metal coat and I can use it on Onyx or or Scyther I'm giving it to Scyther every day. Oh hell yeah, no doubt about it. That's just how it is. Sorry to Steelix, but that's just the name of the game. Um, yeah. Skarmory was kind of a weirdo too. Yeah, I didn't mind Skarmory, but I never really like went out of my way to put it in my lineup. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, but. Uh, who's your HM Mule, Steve? Who was doing all the work for you? HM Mule, I'm thinking, like, I'm remembering, uh, what was the, Meryl evolves into? Azumarill? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say, Azumarill on the battlefield was pretty useless, but when you need HMs, oof. Mm -hmm. That's the name of the game right there for Azumarill. Yeah, he's got, he's got some... 
what do you have? You could put surf on him. You could put. Um, I think he could learn strength and maybe. Yeah, rock. Strength. I don't know if he could learn rock smash. It might have been able to learn. Well, also waterfall. I think waterfall was an HM in this right. game too. So well, that's even more effective. That and you know what? Oh, you know what? Honestly, what in my in my um my main playthrough, I caught the red Gyarados. Yeah, I love the red Gyarados. Red Gyarados end up being my mule though. He was my yeah. I was you know. Oh my god, you just read my mind. I was gonna say Gyarados is an underrated one because Gyarados can fly, which is right. whack. Um, because it really doesn't have any wings, but it can fly. I know we, that was a major oversight. Not talking about the red Gyarados, but thankfully you brought it up there. Um, the red Gyarados is it's the first shiny Pokemon you encounter, and Ever. it's awesome. It's so great. Cool. I loved bringing it over into my later generation games because it looks so cool. Um, but. Yeah, it can fly. It can learn waterfall, surf. I think it can learn strength. So you could do the, the all four moves being HMs, and it could work out. The only downside is that you're kind of taking one of your stronger Pokemon out of the out of the playing field. So that's the only thing that sucks. But I do love Red Gyarados. It's a badass. Red Gyarados. So I, I couldn't even believe. I remember when I caught that, and I was like throwing, like using them in battle. I was like, mm-hmm. red? That thing's red. It's hey, so cool. That's another. That's another elite two move right there. Catch the Red Gyarados. No matter what it takes, you gotta catch him. Don't use. I mean, actually, you don't have a Master Ball yet at this point. I don't think. But don't. I mean, get load up on the Ultra Balls or the Great Balls, or whatever you have at this point, and you catch that Red Gyarados. It's a status. Yeah. It's a status symbol. It is. It, yeah, it's like wearing a Rolex. Like, <laughs> that red it's the Rolex of Generation Two. And what? Yeah. What better way to end our podcast on Generation Two? Get Red yep. Gyarados, the Rolex of Generation Two. Uh, Steve, where can the people find you on the Twitter machine? Find me at Stephen O. Scott on Twitter.com. And uh, where can they find your podcast? You can look it up on Small State Big Takes uh, on Apple uh, Apple Pods, Spotify, and wherever else you get your uh, podcasts. Dope. Uh, I'm at Jacob underscore Morocco on Twitter. Our podcast, Dave and I, our podcast is at CSL Podcast on Twitter. You can find our show on Apple, and it's also on Shout Engine, which is where we distribute it out of. But you can go like, rate, subscribe, five star, all do that fun stuff. Uh, listen to us. Listen to Small State Big Takes. They're great shows, and they're fun for everybody. And uh, until Generation 3, where, where this will probably be longer than, way longer than an hour, uh, we will see you in Hoenn.